Are you ready? I'm ready. Hi, everyone. This is Randy Robinson with Savage Words Podcast. For those of you that don't know me, I was lucky enough to be on three seasons of Dog and Death on the Hunt. I was on Dog and Death Fight for Their Lives on A&E, and I co-starred on Dogs Most Wanted with one of my most favorite human beings, and that's Beth Chapman. I have a really awesome guest here today. I love her. She is so lovely and funny and smart and has a lot of wisdom under her belt. And her name is Liska. Hi, sweetheart. How are you? I'm excellent, Rainy. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. So listen, the more you and I spoke, uh, the more, uh, uh, I don't want to say, uh, well, the more interested I was in your story. And it's always, you know, people can be, you know, appearances can be very deceiving. And, uh, but you know, when I, every time I interacted with you, you were always so, you know, beautiful and upbeat and sweet and, you know, always willing to help and all that. And then the more we got to actually speak, I really got a, a, a wonderful understanding of your background. You want to give everyone a little bit of background on who you are? Absolutely. Well, I'm Liska. I'm from uh, the Los Angeles area originally and currently living in BC, Canada. And I'm a mom of six and just loving life here in BC. Yeah. And uh, you moved up north about 11 years ago, 10, 11 years ago, something like that. 10 years ago, yeah. 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 And as we, uh, I, I don't know exactly how it came up, but how your situation even got on my radar is I think someone else said something, you responded, and then I think I asked you a specific question. And I, I realized, and you know, you enlightened me that you are a, a survivor of domestic violence. Yes. Yes. I am. Yes. And many times you, over. Yeah. And you were married for 20 years yes. uh, to your abuser mm -hmm. and uh, without, uh, you know, getting things out of sequence. Uh, this was someone that you had gone to high school with and married mm -hmm. and then had six beautiful children with. And uh, the abuse didn't come on suddenly. It. No. When did it start to happen? When was like your first notion that it was happening? Pretty immediate, pretty immediate. Um, he was uh, he was at my home one day and had a fight with another person who was talking to me as a friend. And he he beat him severely. And of course, you know, there's that fear that that's one, right? Doesn't take much. Right. And so over time, like he would bring up that memory as like a trigger. Like, do you remember this one time when I beat him up? And oh yeah, that was that was awful. Like that was awful to witness and be a part of. And so that was the beginning stages of, of that grooming. Of that, yes. And I love that you love I love that you use that word because that's exactly what it is. Mm -hmm. And you know, using psychological trauma to reiterate and underline and highlight and you know, don't you, you better remember that one little thing. And so it, so it started there. It started with the, with um, the beating of somebody else over a perceived action of what you did. And yes. then when did it move into the physical realm for you? Uh, shortly before we were married. 
Yes. So he had done this Just before. A few years. Yes. Yeah. Shortly before we were married and did the whole, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'll be better. I'll be different. You know how they are. That's always, I'll be better. I'll be different. And it's never, they're never better. They're never different. It just changes into something else. And mine morphed into, it got worse. Yeah. And I think that there is, there, there is probably a part of them that means that, I, you know, it'll get better. I, I promise I'm not going to do it. I, I think that there's a part of them that believes that. And I think, you know, they have impulse control issues and control anger. and anger and, you know, a, whole, a multitude of things that they, and then I believe my personal opinion is uh, me being a, a survivor as well. But my personal opinion is, is I believe that once a barrier is breached, that it's easy to come up to that line and then step over that line. And Absolutely. that barrier is breached and then the line, line, breach that. And is that what you found? Exactly. That's exactly what happens. It's just, it's a slow progress. And people, they look at you like, how could you stay in a marriage for 20 years that did that? Because it just didn't happen, you know, one day. This months would go by that there would be nothing. And then there would be a little something, or then it would get a little bit worse and a little bit worse. And you, know, you, you talk yourself into everything. And, but there's a, you know, there's a real uh, undercurrent here too. You had six kids. Yeah. yeah it's not a joke to step out with six children. And I had say, four okay. at the time. I had four because mm -hmm. I had their older. So I had four at the time. And when you have four small children, um, they have you believing that you don't, you're not worth anything. Yeah. Nobody you. you have four kids. Who wants you and four kids? Nobody wants to take that on. Right. And you right. believe it. Yeah, you're right. And that's part of it. Too. To take that on. And, and there is a real, uh, there is a reality to being able to support yourself with four children on your own as well. Yes. You know, which was amazing because when he would go to jail, I, I had a very close dear friend of mine who always would remind me that, you know, you do so much better when he's not around. Yeah. Why do you keep him around? You, you thrive and you live when he's not here. And I would chalk that up to, well, I have to because he's not here. Yeah. Had the capability of it, but that's that's how I would put it into my own words. It's back to her, like, well, I have to, I don't have an option. He's not around. Right, right. But and I was doing it. And and I don't think that our, our you know, you, you know, generations that come before today, you know, it's not always been like when I was a kid. Uh, I mean, my options were, you know, pretty much you better marry well, <laughs> marry yeah. well, because nobody really expects a whole bunch from you, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that was, um, you know, because that was generational, that yes. came from them. And, you know, that was said to, you know, so that's all of I, us, all of us yes. have been told, well, thank goodness she's pretty. Yes, yes. Who hasn't heard that? Yes, exactly. And so I, I want to kind of bring you, and I know that this may be a little painful, but I want to bring you uh, to the the pivotal point. And you you had been separated from your husband for a year. Yes. And you, uh, uh, and during that time, you had met and fallen in love with somebody. Yep. And that person lived in BC. 
-hmm. and you happen to be up there and uh, we're coming home to pack your items and make the move permanent. And so let me bring you to that night and then tell uh, everyone what happened. Um, I was visiting, I was, up, I was up here in BC visiting and feeling like I wanted to kind of get the lay of the land to see if it was something I wanted to do. This is a big move. And I had already discussed with my ex-husband about moving up here with the children and I just needed pretty much his permission and that was it. Um, that was all done, we were, we were done. And so I was supposed to fly home and I missed the first flight. So I called home and said, I missed the first flight, I'll catch it the next morning. No problem. My, my older son was like, no problem, mom, I'll be there. He was supposed to pick me up from the airport. Well, my ex-husband had convinced him to let him pick me up at the airport. And I did not know that. And he said, you know, to my son had, who had told me, you know, mom, he just said he wanted to talk to you. He just wanted to have that one-on-one -on -one time where you could really hash a few things out and thought it was a good time to do so. So my, to my surprise, when I got off the plane um, at the waiting area, he was waiting for me. Um, and he had the two little ones that we had together with him, which I was shocked about because that wasn't, that was not supposed to be happening. And so I got into, I put my, my luggage in the back of the vehicle and got into the car, the car with him. And I, I no more turned around to ask why he was picking me up. And then he punched me in the face and then sped off and drove. And we lived, we, I flew into Las Vegas. So when we, when I landed, it would have been another you know, two hours to get home. And so he held, he was able to hold me captive for hours and drove along and telling me that he's going to kill me. This is the end of me. And- And you believe that. You had- I, Oh, I believed it. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And funny, he, he brought it right back to the very first time I witnessed him hurt somebody it was just, it was like, wow. Yeah. He's like, you know, I'm capable. Yeah. Trigger. There you go. That's right. I knew he was capable. Yeah. Um, little did I know he, how capable he was. So he took me out to the middle of nowhere and proceeded to pull me out of the vehicle, beat me, rape me. Um, and <sighs> I remember just telling myself, Lord, if you have anything to give me right now is when I need your gift of gab. I need that gift right now. I need that from you. And praying, you know, Lord, just get us through this. I know you're here with me and I know that you're going to help us through this. And 100% he was there and he gave me every, every right word that could come out of my mouth. He gave that to me. I was able to convince my ex-husband to get home, to get us home. And the whole way I just kept saying, you know, I love you. Anything that could come out of my mouth that would be affirming that, that everything was going to be okay. Right. You know, back of my mind, just give me two seconds to get away from you and, and I'm away. Right. But it was, my kids were in the car. You know, I can, I could not flee knowing that no. he, had so I'm, I'm in his clutches at that point. And so I remember getting home. And it was hours. My mom came to the door. My mom was visiting at the time. She had been watching the kids while I had traveled. And I, I hit the door and she's like, well, what, what's going? And then could see what had happened to me. And I just motioned for her to go back to her room. Just go back to your room. 
And we all went upstairs carrying the kids up the stairs and putting them in their in their bedrooms. And he said, I'm gonna go take a nap. And there was an extra bed in the in the baby's room. Mm-hmm. Went into into my bedroom and, and I locked the door and I just sat there on the edge of my bed waiting. And once I heard him start to snore, I was up. I was up. And down the stairs I went, got to my mom. And my mom's sitting on the edge of her bed crying, going, I what happened? And she didn't want to go upstairs and disturb because she just thought, okay, he's going to kill us all is pretty much, I think, what she was thinking. Wow. Um, I just said, call 911. And back up, I went to be where I could be with my children just in case he got up again. And they came in and, oh boy, they were they were so smart in a way. And then in another way, I was like, just tell them to come with no sirens. But, you know, that's not how it works. <laughs> you know, you think you've, you're, you're wanting any sense of control that you can have. So you think right. that they're going to be the control that's not the way it works and so they came into the house and there was like six up the stairs they had the one had the baby one had three had him one had my little guy and I was good and they got us all out to safety and in the back of my car he had a bag with a shovel rope he had a kill kit in the back of his in the back of my vehicle so he had planned it yeah and thank God for your gift of gab. Yeah. Thank God. And we had spoken a little bit about this before, about speaking, speaking a, a language. And whether, you know, you're bringing someone in on bail, you're talking to a five-year-old, or you're trying to save your life, you better learn to speak that language. And you did. You spoke that language. Sometimes we have to, we have to, we have to use the, whatever words it takes, even if they're the ones that people are offended by. If it's the F-bomb, if that's what it takes to get your point across or what you need to do to get in and get out, that's what you have to do. I agree. I absolutely agree. And I, I absolutely agree with that. And I agree with, I love you. We're going to be together forever. Don't worry about it. You're damn right. Mm-hmm. And I, I really uh, applaud you. Anyone that has stood in those shoes, uh, uh, you know, anyone that has stood in those shoes understands the terror that you feel because you know that this person has the capability of killing you. And there are many events I went through where I didn't think that I was going to survive. And uh, it was a sad thing to hear my father say to me, many years later, he goes, I used to drive by your house to make sure that I didn't see any new burial mounds out there. And uh, we lived on a five acre parcel, so he would drive around it. And it was a a terrible time. And I I just, uh, I just, my hat is off to you to keep, to keep your wits about yourself with small children, knowing what's at stake. Yes. Yeah. You know, as moms, that's what we do, right? We, yes. and it's that fight or flight and yeah. you, just, you go into that and you realize that you can't escape. You have to stay in that. Right. You know, you just keep going. That's right. what I I'm just going to keep going. I know I'm in the middle of hell, but I'm just going to keep on going. And my faith is what brings me through that. Yeah. Because standing, like standing still is not an option. That's not an option. It's not an option. You just want back. Yeah. And so, so he uh, gets uh, charged and ultimately it gets in custody and he ultimately has three felonies now. Yes. And 
and when your now husband took a look at you, what was his response? He didn't see me. It was um, about uh, four weeks after. Um, by the time I moved and everything came back up, um, that's when he got to see me. I didn't want anyone to, right? I didn't want anyone to see that. Like, yeah, you don't want people who love you to see you in the lowest point of your life. And, and there was just nothing he could do. There would no. be nothing that he could do. I mean, no. sure that, you know, assembling his own kill kit, you know, I, I you know what I mean? I, there's, what, what, what is he going to do? Um, but my ex-husband's so not worth that. Oh, no. No, not at all. It's not worth it. Not so, at all. I didn't give him any of that power. I decided that I was going to go and heal on my own. And he didn't get to, no one got to see what his aftermath was. I stayed at home and I packed. That's I, all I did. It was my healing time. I packed. I and it came time to have, make the decisions to go down and, and uh, go to court. Yeah. Um, his office had the ticket. The ticket was ready for me to go and he pled guilty. And you know, you can't tell everybody in your family that you never did it. If you pled guilty to something, you did it. Try to take that back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Try to take that back. But, you know, the the trauma that, you know, he really tried to inflict on you for a lifetime really kind of backfired. And uh, yeah, and uh, I think that he underestimated your resilience as a woman, as a human, and as, you know, just like an absolute, just brilliant person. I, I adore you. And I, if there was any um, advice that you would give to any, anyone, male, female, in that type of situation, what would you say to them? Like, what would be some of the, the red flags, the things that you wish you had listened to? If they don't treat you the same way they do in front of other people, they treat you differently behind closed doors, there's your red flag, um, you know? And always see how they treat others. How did, when you go out to the restaurant for your first date, if he's rude to the waitress, guaranteed he'll be rude to you, mm. right? I haven't met one person who's ever gone out somewhere and they've always been, they've been a nice person, but as soon as they go out and the waitresses, it brings, doesn't bring lemon in their water or something, then they're like, oh, I can't believe she didn't bring lemon. You know what, you know what they're like. Right, that's a that's a power move. That is, is. A, that's a, a, a control and power move. Where yeah. someone that yells at somebody while they're at their job, it's a power move. It you is. I mean? Yeah. And for me, it speaks multitudes. It really does. It really shows me what they're made of. Yeah. And how you treat people for me is hundred percent. I love that. That that is actually really brilliant in very small phrase. You know about if they treat you differently in front of people versus yeah that's behind closed doors big. that's yeah, right that is something yeah. big and because if so, they treat you good if they're treating you like a queen behind closed doors and you're getting and everybody else is seeing that out in the world you gotta you got a winner yeah. right you yeah. got a winner yeah but if yeah, he's exactly. calling you every name in the book at home but when you're out you know your honey baby sweetie lovey yeah think in men or women, it doesn't matter if she's going, oh, this is my honey, this is my, this is my boo, whatever. And but behind doors, you're not, you're no good, you're no this, you're no yeah. you realize you're being a, that's abusive. Yeah. Oh, yes, definitely. Definitely. And like you know, you were saying earlier, it's like all laying a foundation 
So you start playing those tapes over in, in your head. He'd want you. You've got, you know, and you're like, you know, and all of that crazy stuff that, you know, that we say to ourselves when we pick up where they've left off. And what would you tell to, what would you say to, uh, you know, uh, mothers of young children, you know, uh, addressing the fear of moving forward? That there's help out there. There are people out there who genuinely want to help you, that you don't have to worry. There are so many programs and so much support available. You just have to just keep asking and keep asking and keep asking. And don't, you have to fight, you have to be your best advocate. You know, you have to be fight for those things and you have to ask and it's available. So do it. And I love that. I love, and it. reaching out to, uh, you know, if, if your family is on an option, there's friends or there's, you know, there's other resources who else, even maybe even speaking to a stranger someone yes. that's been through, you know, the same kind of trauma, but they can, they're not as emotionally attached to it as you are, and they can give you some good advice. I love that. I, I really appreciate everything that, I'm sorry that you went through all of that. And, but, you know, I think that you have many things to teach all of us that we can all learn from. Well, I always choose a word of the year, and my word of the year is unstoppable. I love that. So I, I always think of think of something that's going to resonate with you and do it. And I then love that. Sometimes it's sometimes it's hard, but you can do it. Yes. I mean, and sometimes, you know, you may want to do it more than other times or but at yes. least it's still there. Yes. I love that. I love your positivity. I, I just, you know, for someone that's been through, you know, what you've been through, uh, you are just, uh, you know, a testament to what it can be, you know. I can want come to out the other side and be okay. Exactly. I want to thank you so much for spending the time. You know, thank you for enlightening, you know, people. Thank you for your story. I appreciate your story. Well, thank you so much for having me and giving me this platform to do this. You're so welcome. This is Rainy Robinson with Savage Words Podcast. Thank you for listening and watching.